There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Sugar Shane coming at you with another episode of Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good evening. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Having a, just got off work not too long ago, but doing all right. Have a pretty good evening today. Uh, pretty good week. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do a show Monday because of Memorial Day and other family functions and everything going on. It just wasn't possible. Right. Feasible, feasible. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, which I'm sure y'all are busy as well. So uh, doing grill well, outs I- and whatnot. Sure, sure. I was I did a uh, thing on social media and and some other places about uh, my dad on Memorial Day. He's he's passed and he was a veteran. His brother was killed in combat, and I got a lot of good comments and support for that. So that was uh, that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, your uh, your father passed. He didn't die in combat, though, did he? No, no, no. He okay. he he, he, died, he died of cancer. Um, oh. Yeah, I was. 18 years old um but he was a veteran and his his brother who was the only real family that he had um was killed in combat and uh, that i believe kind of put him over the edge I, i'm i'm pretty sure my dad suffered from what we call today ptsd oh okay yeah he was uh he had all the symptoms very high strung and uh, anyway it was a uh, one of the points that I that I heard a lot of people say about Memorial Day, it's it's just not the people that make the ultimate sacrifice, but it's the what happens to the families that are left behind. My dad's right. a, a prime example of that. You know, he had a very somewhat of a troubled soul most of his life because of that. But in the end, in the end, uh, one of his dying one of his dying comments was. Getting the flag on, yeah. One of his dying comments was getting the flag on Memorial Day, so that, oh, uh, yeah, that was very important to him. I tell you, uh, what really pisses me off is if is uh, if you don't want to celebrate it, that's your business. But what really get pisses me off is we got some idiots out there that say, "Oh, I didn't die for me. I didn't ask him to serve country and dumb shit like that." And I'll be honest with you, most of the people that I found that say that were either raised by people in the military and they were strict on them and they don't like it or whatever you know they got their own different reasons and i mean whether you want to believe it or not these people fought for your freedoms 
It doesn't Absolutely. matter whether you want to accept it or not. These people fought for your freedoms. Like, yo, they didn't ask them to. Well, you know what? Maybe you didn't ask them to. Maybe they didn't ask to do it. You know, there was a draft back in the day. Oh, certainly. But instead of being a draft dodger, they took their ass and went and did the job. So yep. could I do it? No, not everybody's meant to do it. I wouldn't enlist and go in the military because I couldn't do it. But I admire those who can. So the point of being a smart ass just kind of gets on my nerves. That's the one thing I cannot stand to hear anybody say is, I didn't tell them to do it. You know, that's just dumb. That's immature. Well, shit. one of the things that I always point out to people is that, you know, we've talked about this before, how the, the talk about Hitler is very cliche. You know, anybody that you disagree with, anybody that, that, that politically is on the opposite side of the aisle, you always say, well, that's Hitler. And the fact of the matter is, is that's become somewhat of a joke. And I, I don't know that people really realize that that wasn't that long ago. That was well within a lifetime ago. Oh, yeah. And, and um, what, uh, what people don't understand is how close we came to the brink. If Hitler would have huh. been just a, just a little bit more sane, just a little bit more sane and actually listened to his military advisors who were among the, the best ever assembled in the history of warfare. If he would have actually listened to them, it's very possible that the world map would be drawn differently today. And some of those freedoms that we take for granted, you know, we feel that freedom of the speech is our right to shop profanities in the street. That's what it has. That's what it has eroded to. That's like there, you, they, it's like you said, people that talk about Hitler nine times out of 10 don't know shit about Hitler. If he would have gotten his way, quite frankly, uh, you wouldn't be shouting things at at at, at government officials. <laughs> You'd right. be gone. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. There wouldn't be none of this shit you see now. And you wouldn't uh, even, you wouldn't even be able to criticize, legitimately criticize the government. No, and he was damn close to doing it too. And so many people don't realize it. It was very very close to to him taking to being a world dominant leader. Yep, and uh, <laughs> uh, if it hadn't been for America and Great Britain, it probably would have very well happened. Yeah, the, those are the two countries that sh that really shoulder the burden. There's a lot that that really tried as hard as they could. Though. Australia, for example, a lot of people don't understand that that's that's a country that has been on our side and has had our back through just about every military conflict over the past I don't know seventy years or so. Mm. Uh, and there's, there was a lot of countries who really also had many people make the ultimate sacrifice. But yeah, in terms of the heavy lifting, Britain and the United States during World War II were the, the, the dominant countries because of the obviously the power and the size and the wealth. And uh, but I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Winston Churchill and FDR, you know, same thing goes. Eisenhower certainly, like I said, the, the world could have a different – could have a you could have a different map on your GPS. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen this trailer for the new movie coming out tomorrow? Called is, Churchill. Is that, uh, no, I haven't seen Churchill. No. Yes, it's a new movie. You get a chance, go to YouTube, check it out. It's 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 released tomorrow, is when it comes out. It's called Churchill. Ed Bosch or whatever his name is, I can't remember his name, but he plays Churchill. Really? Hmm. And it looks pretty damn good. No, I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that's actually centered on Churchill, and this yeah. one's just based on him. 
and his and it's a, you know all the stuff that happened during World War II, but it looks right. damn good. I mean, it looks wow. really good. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, you'll have to check it out. I mean, I mean, you got Wonder Woman coming out tomorrow too, but I'd rather see Churchill. It looks like a. Pretty <laughs> You know, what is it? Now, I hear the Wonder Woman is supposed to be pretty good, but what is it with all these superhero movies? I mean, it's just come on, man. It's a fad. It's, 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 it's been going on for years. Yeah, what it is, is what it boils down to is they're money makers. Of course. And, sure. and, it's not, and it doesn't got anything to do. Some are good. I'm not going to knock all of them. Some are pretty good. Some end up being shit. Like Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, Batman versus Superman was a total fucking flop as far as i'm concerned there's several of them that i thought were sorry but every now and then you get a good one but they're just eye candy movies that people go and that's and they're not ever taken seriously because it's just superhero movies but uh it's money makers and and, and that's why i don't consider anything they do at the box office as a serious threat or, or legitimate to me because it's just you know you got everybody going to see them and it has nothing to do with art like churchill yeah. When you watch the trailer, it looks like an art movie. It looks like right, a work right, of right. art. There's a difference between watching a Churchill trailer and watching a Wonder Woman trailer. There is that movie called Dunkirk, too. I believe Christopher Christopher Nolan is the director on that one. I'm kind of curious as to exactly what that's about and what that what that spin huh. is about that. Yeah, I would have to check that out, too. Yeah, he's the one that done the Batman movies. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, excellent yeah. director. Yeah. yeah, I thought he did a damn good job. Now, as far as good superhero movies if i'm going to recommend any i'm going to recommend all three batman movies i thought they were superb yeah i like i liked all those but right. uh i think they're the best done. As a matter of fact i don't even care to see another batman movie just to be honest with you i think those are the best ones ever and uh yeah. michael keaton's was good but just christopher nolan took it to a whole different level yes. but um uh did go to hartville on my on labor day uh memorial day excuse me right uh I always get them two mixed up when it comes time because they both fall on a damn Monday. That's why. But I did go to Hartville, and uh, I'd been there before. This was my second time going, but it wasn't so crowded on the outside because you could move around where the flea market part was on the outside. But then once you get in the inside part, man, I'd be honest with you, I'm not one for crowds. I walked in, Mm -hmm. and I saw some cool-looking produce I might want to go back and get pretty soon and some other stuff, some cheeses and whatnot. But I got to walking really? around there, and I looked at her, and I said, uh-uh. I said, we got to get. <laughs> and I left. I wouldn't fight that crowd for nothing. So I left. But uh did end up getting me, uh, went to the kitchen part, the bakery part, got me a pecan pie, which I'm working on now. It was pretty good. It's, I got, cool. Uh, after I ate this, before I, when we're done with the show, I thought I could go get me some pecan pie with whipped cream, hold the pecan pie. That whipped cream is damn awesome. Good wow. Lord. Yeah, it's, it's, I got this extra creamy whipped cream. It's supposed to be made with real cream. It's really good. And then uh, the oatmeal raisin cookies. Eh, I've had better oatmeal raisin cookies. They didn't have no sugar in them. It's like eating, like I said before, before the show, it's like <laughs> eating dough with some raisins. Right. In it. it didn't have hardly any sugar in it. I've had a lot better oatmeal raisin cookies. But uh, it got me some fudge, too, though. Right. Got me, yeah, the fudge is actually spectacular. But uh, it was a good trip. Then we had to end everything, so it was pretty good. Oh, I got a record by the Doors. For t- I showed oh. you. I tweeted it. I showed you the picture. Right, right. Of the Doors. It's the L.A. Woman album. I got it for 10 bucks. a vinyl record, LP. 
Wow. Now, it's not worth a lot of money right now. I've seen it sold. I was just looking online. I've seen people wanting to buy it for 25 or 30 which is still more than what I paid right. for. Yeah, but, there's uh, probably a lot of them out there. Right. I didn't sell it for rep- – I didn't get it for profit value, but, I mean, if it does end up being something great. But I got it, and uh, it was interesting that this is the one I bought. Because last week we happened to mention Riders on the Storm, and this is the album that that song's on. It's the last song. Right. On the B- it's the last song on the B side. Is uh, seven minutes and fourteen seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song though, but I haven't yet fired up the record player and played it yet. I don't know that I want to. I'm kind of worried about it, but uh, kind of I don't know. Uh, I didn't see any scratches when I bought it, but it's just one of them deals where you hope you don't hear one. Yeah, you but, don't know if it's something that old. Right, right. But, uh, yep. Well, uh, oh, the night's topic, I do want to mention this real quick. Sure. Is, uh, I changed kind of like the title, but same time of concept. And okay. it's, uh, Whom Do You Serve? And uh, I want to show tonight, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a god. I had somebody on one of the group pages I, sold the, I, I shared the post with on Facebook said, I don't serve nothing. I said, well, just listen to the podcast. Because I'm not saying it's got to be a god. I said, whom do you serve? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be a deity. That's not what I'm trying to state. So, uh, which I'll get more in depth than that later, but that's what the topic is for tonight. Okay. Well, a couple of things going on here today. Trump did announce that we are withdrawing from the, we being the United States, we are withdrawing from the Paris Climate Accord. And this was something that he apparently promised in his during his campaign. And he did say that he was open to renegotiating the aspects of the agreement, which he did link to President Obama. And uh, that's that. So I don't know what your opinion is about that. Um, I personally, I don't, I, I, I don't know why this isn't, you, you're going to die there. <laughs> I've got a cough, man. I got a cough, and I and I've had nose has been draining for like about two weeks. It's about driving me nuts. Yeah. Well, the uh, I, I really don't have any strong opinion about this. One reason or for one reason or another, I don't know why. I, I do believe that something is happening with climate change. Now, how much of that is related to human action is another thing entirely. And I and I've heard different things about this this agreement. I've heard people say that. The United States was going to have to carry too much of a burden and in comparison with what the other countries were doing. And then I've had other people say that, seemingly from credible sources, that the United States had the option of, of kind of, all the countries did, of, 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 of coming up with their own things that they would follow and put that in. It's kind of like if you and I came up with a, with, with a game plan, I said, okay, well, I'm going to do A, B, and C, and you said you're going to do you know, right. X, Y, and Z. And we just kind of had a gentleman's agreement about it. So I, I don't know um, how serious of a thing this is. It's going to take a while to back out of it, from what I understand, a few years for it to you know, fully disengage. But nonetheless, uh, uh, conservatives are generally happy about this, from what I understand. And, uh, of course, liberals say it's a, another defeat for the climate deniers. Uh, I'm not a person that... I'm not a person that that believes that there isn't anything wrong with the climate itself. Like I'm like you, I don't know if it's human or nature itself, or how much is what, to what degree. Uh, But I will agree 
as I did with the NATO deal. I don't think that the United States should be the one that's uh, left paying uh, the bulk of the bill. For the simple fact is, we're hurting ourselves. Right. You, you know, I mean, we, we we can't even feed our people over here. We got famine over here. People don't realize how hungry people are in this world, and this, and just in this nation. I'm now. I know there's other nations. I'm not saying anything about that, and I'd want to do what I could for those too. That's not what I'm saying. But the fact of the matter is, if we're spending for for defense or whatever the case may be, or the climate change, whatever. If we're the one paying for all of it nearly, does that make any sense? You wouldn't let your friends do you that way. Well, the way I understand it is a lot of the, the countries that are involved in this are, are relatively, I don't, I don't want to say that their industry is not what ours is. So to, to comply with, to comply with this is a lot, is a lot more of a heavier burden for the United States. Now, with that being said, there's only a handful of countries, and I'm not sure what they are. I believe one is Syria, and the other one is Nicaragua or something like that. I could be wrong about that. But it's two offhand countries that are the only ones besides the United States that didn't go into this agreement. So it does look kind of odd. you got to admit it looks odd. Wow, that does look kind of weird. Huh, did Russia go into it? You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. That'd be something to look into. I'd like to know if they yeah. went into it. Uh, I could be wrong about the two odd countries. I don't have that in front of me. But I, the point is, is that the 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 people that did not go into this, besides the United States, are very, very, very small players. Very uh, small players. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not making friends with the world. That's for damn no. Sure. And this isn't that definitely isn't going to help. It, it certainly isn't going to help his 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 image in Europe. Well, there's that, people that like, is for sure. What, blow, what blows my mind is there's damn idiots. I was talking to a dude online today on Facebook for a minute. I don't get on it very often anymore, but I made a comment to something, and he made a comment about eight years. This son of a bitch ain't going to serve eight years, people. There is no damn way that this guy know. will win another election. There is no you fucking don't know. way. You don't I, know. Th- the only way that this dude will win an election is in the next three years he pulls a gold magic egg out of his fucking ass and something happens great. Because the road he's going on right now, in, two, in a year and a half, Democrats are going to run the House and the motherfucking Congress or Congress and the Senate are both going to be all damn Democrats. Well, They're you know gonna, what? I, I, I would say this, and here again, I'm not a partisan. I am not a partisan, but I, I'll, I'll tell you this about the Democrats, and I'm speaking objectively criticizing them. Hillary Clinton was on uh, in the news here within the last 24 to 48 hours, you know, blaming the Comey and blaming the Russians and blaming she even blamed the Democratic Party for the loss of the election. And 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 here's the deal. The Democrats, the Democrats still the Democrats only message. If you listen to any of them on TV, if you listen to any of them speak at their at their rallies or when their town hall meetings, there's only one message that they have, and that is Donald Trump is bad. Oh, and yeah. that is that is what cost them the election in the fall. They mm-hmm. never they never had anything that you could point at that was on their agenda. The whole thing was about Trump, and if they keep on this path, I'm telling you, a lot can happen in three years in politics. That that is that oh, is yeah, an that's eternity. Not- 
I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying you know a lot could like you said a three years a lot could happen. I don't know, but I'm just saying it, to me, if he continues on this path of what I have to say is self destruction almost. Oh yeah, well he's terrible, but you know what you you just don't know. I, I everybody said this. I I was one of them. I, I this guy's never going to win, and he turned right, around. I and was did. one of them too. <laughs> I woke up that damn morning going, "Oh, how much did Hillary win by?" She didn't. What? <laughs> While we're on the subject of Trump, let me uh, talk about this here. Kathy Griffin, for those of you who don't know who she is, if you, if you don't follow stand-up comedy, she is probably best known for her stint as the person who is with Anderson Cooper on CNN during the New Year's Eve celebration in New York. Yeah. And her stand-up, I, I'm not being mean or being critical of her because – for whatever reason, just objectively speaking, they, her basic routine is celebrity gossip, and she mixes in a bunch of crude comments. That's basically her shtick. Right. Okay, and I, I just I, I'm not I'm not into it. But anyway, the other day I'm not sure where this picture was originally posted, but she had a a picture of herself holding a a bloody no less a bloody severed head of what looked like Donald Trump. Yeah. Clearly. Okay, now, now this caused a, an outrage, as you can imagine, on social media. And a lot of people, you know, were really upset about it. And I believe now CNN has de- has determined they, that she would not. She would not take part in the New Year's Eve program. I think she's been fired altogether. Yeah, she's yeah. out of the picture on that. And I, I, I never – here again, I – I'm not big on her, but here, here's my take on this. I am not one of these people that's in a constant state of outrage over what people say and do. No. These half-ass these half celebrities are always doing something, saying something, and then they have to go on this apology tour. Okay? Yeah, she's, she's completely half-ass. Well, the point is, is I'm, this isn't something that's going to grab my attention. But the only thing that I will say is this. This came very close to borderline what free speech protections are supposed to handle. This was such a violent image that free speech provisions are kind of shaky on this because what you cannot incite violence as part of free speech. No. And I'm not saying that she was inciting violence. I'm not saying that at all. I'm sure everybody knows it was some kind of a weird joke. But it was such... <laughs> It was Very such weird. a it was such a violent image that in this day and age of terrorism and beheadings and everything, it's just it, it is a it is a bizarre test of free speech. I'll put it that way. I'll tell you what I thought. I saw it when I first saw it. I saw it the day that it happened or that it came out, and I saw it like crack ass early, like right when it first got posted. And when I saw it, I thought, I thought. That it was photoshopped. I'll be honest. I thought this and ain't nobody that damn stupid, surely. Right. And, right. Then, and then after I started getting on my news and started looking at real news sources on my thing, because I think I saw it first on Facebook. Then I started looking at it on news articles. I'm like, holy shit, this is real. I couldn't believe somebody would push that to the. I mean, I, I like edgy. Anybody that knows me knows I like edgy, but I wouldn't even do nothing that damn stupid. Right. And it, let me just say this, too, before we move on to the next thing, because I, I believe this is important. A lot of people on social media, the liberals were really soft on on criticizing her because of all the things that all the goofballs that are out there did to Barack Obama. OK, 
uh, some of the weird things that they did at some of the rallies and some of the things that were posted were very mean, very racist, and so on. And my comment to that is this. Yeah, those people are jerks, too. Yeah. And, and you know, and here, here's the thing. I don't understand why we as, as a country can't have a certain amount of common sense that whether we like a given president or not, when something like that happens, whether it's President Trump or President Obama or somebody else, when somebody does something that distasteful that we all can't say, you know what, that sucks. You shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, we can't do it. We we can't do it if it's the guy we like. No, I mean, you know it, it, that is just complete utopia. Extreme. Yeah, we, we yeah, that's what it is. If it's a, some, these people that are that are extreme liberals, they're going to think she did the right thing and going to back her up, even though their gut instinct, even though in the back of their mind they got common sense picking at their brain, trying to tell them, "Hey, this is dumb shit." They'll refuse to see the forest for the trees, and that's what they'll uh, they won't they won't they'll disagree with it, or they'll agree with it with her particular stance, and that's right. just stupid. Right? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. If it's the guy you like, you're outraged. If the if it's the guy you don't like, well, it's not so bad. No, no, you have to be you have to be consistent. And something black this is black over the and top, white is white. Yeah, yeah. You, doing something that, doing something like that, and I didn't like the stuff that, that the ugly stuff that was presented on, for Barack Obama either. No, I mean, if now, they, they would have held Hillary's head no. up and it had been bloody, I'd have been just oh, pissed no, off. Ab- absolutely, yeah, any of them, a- absolutely any of them. That is exactly right. One more thing about Donald Trump. This is a kind of a odd little thing. Did you see the word he tweeted? It, it, uh, it was. Oh, C- I've C- heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was C-O-V-F-E-F-E, and, and apparently the tweet was this. Now, it has since been deleted. Of course. <laughs> but, the, but the tweet was, despite the constant negative press, COVV. <laughs> that was the tweet. <laughs> okay. Oh, my Lord. So everybody is Googling this. Everybody's trying to figure out what it is. And, and then all the jokes started. Okay. What is it, do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I made a I little think joke. I, I think I seen the tweet, but I didn't know what it was. I, I, I made the comment, "Can I have a Kofifi Espresso Grande, please?" That was yeah. My, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't <laughs> know what the a, hell. A lot of people speculated that it was some kind of coffee, but anyway, I, apparently he did tweet. I, I, I didn't actually get the actual tweet, but apparently the tweet was, "Who can figure out the true meaning of Kofifi?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And then he put enjoy. So he's. A lot of people speculated that maybe he fell asleep while he was tweeting. You know, he was in bed with his phone. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, one more. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was no, just going to say ahead. one more thing before we go to topic. I don't. I don't want to. I want to make sure you have plenty of time to talk about what you want to oh, talk we're about. We're good. Well, okay. Uh, you're a music guy, and mm. I'm a music guy too. And today is 50 years. That the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, Lonely Hearts Club Band was released. And Rolling Stone, I guess, apparently named that record the best album of all time. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. It's uh, It's got to rank way to hell up there. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, 50 years today. Wow. 50 years. It's a good record. Do you add Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a really good record. I was too young to have the actual record record, but right. um, you know what's interesting is even this makes me feel old. In nineteen, well, that would have been eighty-seven when the twenty-year anniversary came out. 
the the release they released it on CD, and that was like the big deal. And I know a lot of the commentators at the time were saying it's very odd that, you know, the biggest release 20 years ago was Sgt. Pepper. And now with this new format with the CDs that everybody was all excited about, the biggest release is, again, Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. And um, I did have the CD. I have it somewhere. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, was a, it was a breakthrough. It was very innovative. I really like the recording techniques on there. They used all kinds of instruments from an orchestra to a harpsichord or something like that. A lot of things. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was, um, it, it was got to be it, one of the greatest bands of all time. I believe it was no a harpsichord. It was something like that. It was, um, so I mean, anyway, it was, a it was a very innovative record. And, uh, I mean, the songs on there, I mean, just, you know, incredible, you know? Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a landmark album. If you haven't ever sat down to listen to it, I would strongly recommend doing it. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, they got to be one of the best bands of all time. There's, if not the best band of all time, as far as rock and roll goes. Uh, they've made yeah. history, and uh, I don't know what's. They just ended up splitting up, and did they have a bad falling out? You know, there's a lot of speculation about right. exactly what happened. Uh, a lot of people speculate that you know there was a rift between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Who knows? That's what I've heard. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of people say that Yoko Ono had something to do. I don't know why she gets blamed for it. <laughs> I guess the women always get blamed, right? I guess I guess they try to blame her because maybe she took away from John Lennon's time and he decided to leave the group or something. I don't know, but uh, then they ended up doing an album together, I think, or one or two albums. Yeah, yeah. go with mm-hmm. John Lennon, but I didn't really. Once they left the group, I mean, John Lennon made some songs, a couple of songs or two that was all right by itself. But I didn't care for him and Yoko. I just nothing against Yoko. I just didn't really care for her. wasn't my deal. Right. Uh, Paul McCartney, of course, went on uh, to have a very successful career. Oh yeah. The Beatles had stayed together. Who knows? You know, sometimes it's it's one of those things where sometimes those things are better left left short lived. That's what I was about to say. What if they would have stayed together and they petered out? They yeah. might not have been as good as they, they might not have been as well known as we are now. Just like the Eagles, they left on bad terms, but everybody knows, you know, who they are. You know, right? What, what if they had petered out? You know, I love that deal what they did was, you know, hell froze, hell froze over yeah, <laughs> that yeah. album when they finally come back because they said originally when they, when they get back together when hell freezes over. But uh, I do want to mention this real quick. Sure. Before we get to the topic. When's commie supposed to give out all this information to Congress? You know, I heard about the hearing being scheduled, but I don't know exactly when it is. It's within the next week or so or something like that. Because what do you think? I don't know if this could happen, but I know I clearly heard him on live television, Donald Trump state that he did not tell commie to end the investigation. I heard him in my own two ears. Well, here's the deal. Here's my take on that. And I'm here again, I'm not defending Trump, but just being totally pragmatic about the whole thing, being objectively analytical, unless there's some bombshell that we don't know. Right. Let's let's say that during that conversation, Donald Trump made the comment. I I really hope that you that you can let this go. If that was the quote, let's suppose that he said that in a way that was clearly. And, uh, you know, some sort of an, an instruction. He's 
making it and passing or making it while he was going out the door. He said it in a way that was clearly meant to be a directive. Okay. And let's presume that that was a crime. Okay. Why didn't Comey arrest him right there? Right. It's his duty as a law enforcement official. At that point, if he felt that a crime was committed right then and there, he should have called him on it right there. That's why a good is point. It, I ain't thought about it from my side. That's a good point. You know, why is it now, after he's been fired, somebody digs this little memo up and says, oh, looky here, we got to investigate this, you know. So anyway, I, that's my only point about that. If he, if he really has something damning about Trump, then my question is, is why didn't you do something about it when it happened? Yeah. That's I hadn't even thought about it from that side because he could have arrested him right then. It yep. ain't a damn thing if they, 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 anybody could have done about it. For I don't guess I don't I don't think there's anything I could have done if he wanted to arrest him. But well, you got anything else? For time, good man, it's all yours. Your topic right, well, tonight. Well, we both go talk back and forth. I just I got all right, right. It. I got to thinking the other day. You got to understand my upbringing. Uh, everybody to me serves something. It doesn't have to, like I've said before at the beginning of the show, it doesn't have to be a God. It may be a God. It may be Allah, Jesus, Krishna, or whoever the hell it might be. It could be any of them. But it doesn't have to be a God. And I was trying to make a point, you know, that, you know, I was trying to say, like I said last week, atheists will tell you that they don't uh, worship anything or don't, you know, believe in anything. Well, to some extent, you have to believe in something. To some degree, even if it's your own damn self. You have to believe in something. It may not be a higher power that you serve. But uh, to me, when I think of uh, worship or believing in or whatever however you want to put it serving whatever the case may be to me i think about as anything you always put first and that's what always got me when i was younger and going to go ahead well i was just going to say to to really get into this you have to define what the word believe is because that that gets used in a in a in a lot of different ways for example i could say i believe the browns are going to win okay Or or i believe in myself that's different than in my opinion, to have this kind of a conversation, you really have to define believing as accepting something to be true without evidence. Well, to me, what I was trying, that's why I changed the title kind of to whom do you serve. But to me, it's whatever you put first, whatever you prioritize. That's like whenever I was doing my part, going to church, whatever the case may be, what have you. I always thought it odd that with people that would go to church they would talk about, you know, they served the Lord, whatever the case may be, and they would say this and that, and yada, yada, yada. But the only time they opened their Bible was once a week on Sunday. Right. Now, I'm not knocking it. But if you're going to do it, practice it, practice it. Don't, you know, that was my that was my opinion of the deal. Right. And uh, so, to me, it's whatever you prioritize, whatever you put first. Some people... Uh, and the reason why I say this is a lot of times why people do not succeed in life is because they don't have the priorities correct and they're serving something else. Mm. Like uh, 
Some people can't get off the couch because they want to play games. I know people like that. They would sit there all day if they could, and they, would do, they wouldn't even have a job. If they could get a check in the mail from the government, and they could sit on their ass and play games 16 hours a day, they would. Right. They'd never go nowhere. Some people that serve television, some people that's family, friends, whatever the case may be. Some people do not know how to say no to anything. They're committed to one thing or another. Right. And that's what I mean by what they, what do you serve? To whom do you serve? Like, uh, you can't let things... Now, I'm not saying don't be religious. If you're religious, you do whatever you want to do. I'm not knocking anybody for it. You know, to each his own. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily religious. I don't go to church. I ain't anything in that area. But if you are, more power to you. But in life itself, you can't let people and things rule you. If you're working on a project and somebody calls you, or if you're working period or whatever you're doing, or you, if you're doing something to try to better yourself or advance your life, and somebody calls you, if it ain't a dire fucking emergency, don't drop everything you're doing just so you can run out and hang or whatever. Because you're going to do that enough times, and I know because this is the voice of experience talking to you people. This is not just somebody that's telling you shit. I know because I've been there. Pretty soon you're going to go from being 25 doing that shit to being 42. And ain't got shit done. I'm telling you this to let you learn from my mistakes. That's why I'm telling you this. As I've told you before, when I get on here, a lot of times I'm talking to me as well as talking to you. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Right. I ain't met a perfect motherfucker yet. If it's your friends that's calling you up, family, or whatever. Now, I know some things have to be done. If it's, a, you know, if it's an emergency or whatever you've already had planned, that's a different story. But if there's something you need to get done, hey, there's a ball game on. Motherfucker, we got DVRs nowadays. DVR that bullshit. You gonna let something like a damn sporting event roll your ass? Right. Hell with that. Those folks are getting paid a shitload of money. Guess what? I ain't getting paid hardly shit. I'd rather work. Advance myself besides watch somebody on a damn ball game. They're getting paid 15, 16, 20 million dollars a damn year. You know why? Because they refused to go listen to everybody else and they went out and played ball. Kudos to them. But I'm not a ball player. So I got to do what the hell I can do. Yes, it's called procrastination. That's what Christina says. She's listening. That's the truth. And I'm, I was the world's worst procrastinator in the world, man. Terrible procrastinator. I'll be the first one to tell you that ought to be my fucking middle name. You 
You don't know how many times I get up in the morning at 4.30 and I go to work. Or get up and get ready to go to work. i got to be there at 6. I'm on my way to work. And I'm thinking, what if this dumbass hadn't have been a procrastinator and 15 years ago I wouldn't be doing this shit? You don't think that goes through my mind? i got a ton of regrets. So, I mean, that's... Everybody's got them. Everybody's got regrets. That's not what I'm saying. But you're doing something you love to do, though, man. I'll give you credit for that. I mean, at least you're in your field. You know, you're doing something creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if it is the trailers for books, I think that's awesome. Right. That's cool. I think that's neat. It ain't slicing ham in a damn deli. You have to give people some damn. Would you like? My biggest question of the day is: Would that be a half a pound or a pound? Nobody gives a shit about that, you know. Is what I'm saying. At least you're making these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't get me wrong. I'm glad I got a job, and I'm glad I tried a check, and it's coming in. But I would much rather be doing something else. Well, I'll tell you what's nice about, like you, you were asking me about that that business group that meets once a month. The nice thing about being involved with stuff like that, and I'm I'm involved with a couple of marketing groups here in in the Akron Canton area. And what's really nice about it is you're around other creative people. That's what is they stimulate you. You know, a lot of them know a lot about marketing. A lot of them know a lot about advertising. A lot of them are authors. A lot of them are, and you and you have all those influences around you. And even if you you know if you can't work with them all the time, be around them when you can. That's why going to this to this thing that we, that we talked about off the air is something that's really positive. Yeah, that's why because, I'm going. That's why yeah, I'm going. I, I want to be. Yeah, it's, Absolutely. Even if I don't make a, even if I don't make a connection there, if I do, great. But even if I don't make a connection there, just to be around some damn people that's trying and you know and striving to be, and some Absolutely. positive shit, that's enough Absolutely. for me. Absolutely, Absolutely. And these people are all very driven. And what, what I always tell people, I wouldn't, you know, it's kind of like dating. You can't go out Friday night and say I'm 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 lonely. I'm I'm going to meet somebody Friday night. It just doesn't work that way. With these marketing groups, the more the more often that you go to them and, and the more you establish relationships, you will find that something more organic starts to happen. It's not an artificial thing. It's not contrived. They, they start to get to know you. They start to trust you with certain things. And the next thing you know, you're in on, on conversations about business. And sooner or later, you're going to hear something that might benefit you. Right. And, and, and that's the avenue that, that really comes, comes off with business networking. It really does work. Oh, I believe. And, and 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 a lot of employers will tell you the day of, if you need to hire somebody, the day of putting an ad in the paper and and having a bunch of people qualified, you know, applying for that job, those days are gone. You got to seek out the good people, and uh, that's where this networking is. It, it's used for so many things, whether it's establishing business contacts or potential employees or potential employers or just getting ideas about what you're trying to do. If you're trying to start your own business, you know, hearing other people have struggled with the same thing. It's very, very beneficial to be around those kind of people. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure many of them are in different fields and I'm even, you know, looking into. But just to be around people that's goal oriented. Besides, you know, just 
I get so tired of being around people that just piss their life away. I hate to say it that way, but it's the damn truth. I mean, I hate, and I don't mean nothing bad by them, but it's like they're in their rut. They're like happy where they're at. They don't have any ambition to go any fucking where else. And I'm like, how in the hell do you even live? Right. What's the point? There has to be an end objective. Do you want to be 75, 80 years old and your ass ain't got shit to show for it? I don't want to be. Right. I want to have something going. I want to be able to get up in the morning and go, hallelujah, it's another damn day. I'm going to be able to get out and do something today that I love to do. Holy shit. And when I go to bed, close my eyes, and I just can't hardly go to sleep because I can't damn wait till the next morning when I got to wake up and do it all again. That's what I want. You say, oh, well, you ain't going to find that bullshit. You might not find it, but my ass is going to find it. Because it's out there, buddy. There is something out there to where you can do that. Hope my son's all right. I think he's banged the hell out of his head on the wall. But uh, that's there, there has to be that. I mean, you're going to have days where you have worse days than others. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I know all that right. exists. I know all that. But as a whole, I want 365 days a year, and I want, you know, a good bulk of that to be decent damn days of doing something I love to do. That's pretty much all I got. We're about running out of time. I do want to make a mention to the Naked Podcast. I've been talking with them on Twitter this week. I want to thank them for, I don't know that they're listening, but I want to thank them for retweeting our podcast because they always do when I retweet theirs. And we've been joking around about Bigfoot shit this week, so I just thought I'd give them a holler. (laughs) So uh, give them a shout out. Y'all get a chance to listen to me. It is called the Naked Podcast. Uh, We'll be back Monday night with a new show. I guess I'll grab a topic between then and there. I'll think of something, but... uh, Just remember, think about it this next few days. Whom do you serve? Think about it. And uh, figure out, are you serving something that's benefiting you? Y'all have a good weekend. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on. And at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals, like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your TNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply.